0: Ignite your life with passion and purpose Your health, your wealth, your happiness Make it
1: good This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade.
0: A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello there, you modern lovers in your beautiful, sexy bodies. Thank you for joining us today for a special edition of Modern Love Radio. And what makes it special is that we're going to soul travel together today. We're going to work on your soul evolution with our special guest, Dr. Linda Backman. And you're going to be absolutely uplifted, inspired, and better able to love than ever before after today's show. But first, we are going to go to our Ask Dr. Brenda question. And then I have some really exciting news for you about an upcoming training featuring a never-before-seen-or-heard interview between myself and the best-selling relationship author in the entire world, and you all know who that is. But first, let me say that in this time of COVID-19, global pandemic, global racial justice uprisings All over the world, every continent except Antarctica, is having racial uprising. This is a momentous time in our history. Some great forces are at work in all of our lives. And we want to make sure you have all the support you need to handle these great challenges, to take care of yourself, to stay healthy, body, emotions, mind, and spirit. So we're going to be offering you a chance to... Take more training with us, but we also have an Ask Dr. Brenda question. So here we go, and you can keep your questions coming in. I love getting your questions. Dear Dr. Brenda, my boyfriend and I have been socially isolating or social distancing, children, in place, whatever you want to call it, and I can't believe how much I hate the person he really is. I never knew he was like this before, and I can't wait to get out and get on with my life. Do you have any words of advice? Thanks, isolated. Okay, isolated, look, the person that you're isolating with is not the person you fell in love with. What you're in social isolation or in lockdown or shelter in place with is a stress case. And when we are stressed out, our brains are hijacked. You guys have all heard me say this before. The brain is hijacked. We're on high levels Of all those stress hormones, day after day after day, isolation breeds depression. You show me somebody who's isolated, I will show you somebody who is anxious and depressed. So the two of you need help. And this is exactly why we have Modern Love Training on Zoom right now so anybody can tune in and get the help and support they need. But don't make decisions about your relationship during this time. Because you are not even at your best, (laughs) you're not yourself right now. None of us are. This is very hard on us. There's been a spike in divorce around the world, a spike in violence toward women around the world, and it's all due to anxiety, which over time becomes depression. So sit tight, and I'm going to invite you to join us in our trainings. They're on Zoom. Go to Eventbrite grab your ticket. Thanks for writing in. I appreciate it. Now, let's meet our guest today. Dr. Linda Beckman is a psychologist by training, and she spends 50% of her time traveling around the world and the U.S. doing work that most psychologists would think, hey, what's wrong with this woman? This isn't what psychologists do, but let me remind you, the word psyche means soul, soul. So she is, in fact, a doctor of the soul, and in addition to her private practice work, she guides past life and soul-level work, working with those who are on the other side and between this world and the next, and this is going to be a fascinating conversation, so hang on to your seat, everybody. Welcome to Modern Love Radio, Dr. Linda Beckman. So, tell us a little bit about what is this soul work that you do, and how did you get started in this kind of work? What brought you to it?
1: Okay. Well, I'll try to make my story sort of short. Um, So, I fell into this work in the early 90s. I knew nothing about reincarnation. I didn't understand the soul Dr. Brenda, and basically what happened is my colleague, um, who was a psychologist, a man um, quite a bit younger than I, died from a type of lung cancer in his early 30s, and suddenly I began to have spiritual experiences that back then I thought were pretty strange and bizarre, and basically I could sense his presence, I began to intuit that he was communicating, and I began to see scenes in my mind's eye of past lives that I had shared with him. I thought it was weird and strange until I sat down with my husband. That's a very long story. My husband is uh, was a university professor, um, and we'd never spoken about reincarnation, and my husband said, "Oh, I've known about reincarnation for years and years, and I believe we have." Um, a soul and past lives, and we grow from lifetime to lifetime. So it was permission for me to dive into this. I had to understand, why do we come into body? Where do we come from? Why are we a soul? How do we evolve, et cetera, et cetera? And that's kind of what so what
0: are the answers to some of those questions? You're posing some of the most important and meaningful questions. How does the soul come into the body? How do we have lifetime well, after lifetime?
1: good question and i'll just say as i answer this question that when i give answers they come from 27 years of guiding clients week in and week out and i learn from the content that comes through in the regressions as well as a mentor or two that i had years ago so i'm not plucking this out of the air what i came to understand is that as a soul we are you can say we are an aspect of divine energy and we come into body to grow and evolve. We don't grow and evolve out of the body. We grow and evolve coming into body, being on earth, being given free will, and making choices as to you know moving forward in our life. It's, uh, humanity is, we might call, the school of the soul. Um, and so
0: we come into mm. body um, to learn. And what? What, oh my goodness, I have like 10 questions coming all at the same time. Okay, when we come into the body to learn, what do we bring with us? Do we bring what we've learned already? Do we bring those other lifetimes of that consciousness with us?
1: Absolutely, yes. So you might say that we have soul DNA. In other words, what did you, Dr. Brenda, or what did I or anybody else, what did I learn 10 lifetimes ago, 100 lifetimes ago? What wisdom have I already gained that I've brought with me um, into this lifetime?
0: Yeah, and this is a hard concept for people in the West. Many Westerners think reincarnation is some kind of weird stuff that, you know, if you're Hindu or Buddhist or From one of the Eastern faiths, this is easy to wrap your head around. But in the West, reincarnation is not a concept that's front and center, although many, many allusions to reincarnation are actually in biblical texts, you know, having spent a lot of my time studying those things. So I just want to say for audience members who are having a hard time, just sit tight. And, you know, here at Modern Love Radio, we practice being open-minded, as well as open hearted, because that is how we grow and evolve. And that's what Modern Love Radio is all about. So, take us a little bit of your understanding of reincarnation, what that is all about. For those who are sitting back, going, Dr. Brendan, Dr. Linda are fruitcakes today. Yes.
1: <laughs> Yes, I I once thought I was a bit of a falling into a fruitcake mode too. Well, let me just add, given what you said a moment ago, um, if we study the era of time, you know, looking at Western religion and and regression works, what I call soul regression, does not deny God uh, or the soul that's tied to Western religion. So if we if we study, you know, three to five hundred three to five hundred years pre-crucifixion, and approximately three to 400 years post-crucifixion, we discover that the group of, uh, of people where the one known as Jesus, though that really wasn't his name, that name was given to that person after the crucifixion. If we study the times of Jesus in his life, we know that he was in a scene. He studied and learned in a group of, they were called Hebrews back then. He learned about soul evolution, and reincarnation, because the Essenes believed in that concept. That concept was carried into approximately about 324 AD, and then it was wiped out at the Council of Nicaea um, in what today is Istanbul and was once Constantinople. So this isn't anti-Western religion. I certainly didn't know that until I fell into all of this.
0: Yeah, and those who don't know about the Essenes, that is E-S-S-E-N-E, is that right? E-S, in Essenes, that's, am I spelling it right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and there are a number yeah. of people who've written some beautiful books about the Essenes. Daniel Mazziars is one of them. And if you want to learn more, they also were the first people to do writings where we could track things like healthy nutrition and what that meant in the body and to be able to work with what they called the seven gates of the body known in modern times as the seven chakras in the body. So there's just a lot to learn. And if you are a modern love radio listener, that means you're an open-minded person. So take the deep dive. So, Yes, thank you for bringing the Essenes into the conversation. And what is the purpose of us understanding soul reincarnation? What's behind it? Why were the Essenes working with it?
1: Well, the uh, the overriding purpose, and it really applies to right now um, on our planet. The overriding purpose is that as humanity. We've, in my, from my learning and from my, 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 my client and patient work, we've not satisfied the original intention of the culture of this planet that we call humanity. And that original intention, some people would call it Christ consciousness. Another word you can use for it is unity. And I'm not necessarily, I'm not, not denying unity church, but I'm not necessarily speaking per se about unity church, is unity consciousness. So we see this, yeah. you know, Doctor, we see this, Dr. Brenda, right now. It's like, um, I'll, I'll give you my bias. Why don't we have a uniform approach in the United States as France has, as Switzerland has? Why don't we have a uniform approach to how we're going to tackle and get a hold of COVID-19? But, but we don't. Um, and, and so humanity is still working on how can we work together as one culture.
0: That's yes. the underlying this con- is, this concept. Me right into why the United States was created. You know, the, the spiritual circles that I have studied and worked in all say that the United States of America was a spiritual experiment to see if people from different backgrounds, So there's only one race, the human race, but from different backgrounds, could learn to live together in harmony and peace. And how are we doing with that experiment, everybody? How are we doing learning (laughs) to live together in harmony and peace? It's the greatest challenge. It's the greatest challenge for us because our brains, our brains, the primitive part of the brain, is hardwired to be afraid of what is different. And so we have a reaction, and this is all work in my view, and I want you to tell me what you think about this, Dr. Linda, Um, for us well, to mature, to mature and not be run by the primitive part of the brain. <laughs>
1: It, exactly, and it's easy for any of us, myself included, to fall into the the, the primitive brain. I, I'm a I'm a second generation American. My grandparents all came from Europe um, to to have a better life. You know, we could call them dreamers. Um, and and so bottom line is we don't have that figured out. And so, um that's not the, the whole focus of the work that I do, but I think if we're looking at, you know, uh, systemic racism and dealing with COVID, and I think that what's in our faces right now, and I believe there's divine guidance. I believe we all have spiritual guides, spiritual guide, guidance, call them guardian angels, call them guides, you know, call it God, call it what you want. There is guidance. But I do believe the higher realm does not do this for us. They guide us and direct us, but we as humans make choices. And so that's the, that's the bottom line to the work that I do is I assist clients to learn why are they experiencing in their life what they're experiencing? What, what, what's that, um, what's that physical ailment that 10 doctors can't diagnose or cure? And sometimes those ailments come from past lives. Um, what's that, you know, give it because you're focused on relationships and, 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 and love. And I spent years doing, doing relationship counseling. I love to do that
0: kind of work. Um, what's the reason
1: I'm with this? I love it. Why am I with it? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, why am I with this person? I I will say tomorrow, and I don't need to go down this road very far. Tomorrow, I I have a wonderful life partner. We will be married 53 years tomorrow.
0: Uh, Oh, congratulations.
1: That's wonderful. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. But it's like, why did I meet this person? And, you know, lots of people aren't like me. You know, the one, one relationship doesn't necessarily last well long term. But why am I with this person? Is it past life related? Are we working something out we didn't work out before? Is it better to stay with this person? Is it better not to stay with this person? Those are just some of the myriad of issues
0: that I work with um, clients on, but so from a us, soul level, an not just, just a if human you level. Don't mind. Yeah, if you don't mind, give us an example. Tell us a story of someone you worked with and how this soul evolution work actually works with maybe one story. Okay, okay. Um,
1: well, I, We'll stay, stay with relationships. Um, there are times... Uh, That that I I have a client that comes in and he or she will say um, I've been married or I've been with this person, even if they're not legally married. We've been together for, you know, 18 years and for the first eight to ten years it worked pretty well but then suddenly it went sour it just didn't work very well and we have children and now i don't know what to do you know and and then they'll say you know in a shy way well honestly um there's somebody at work that i met now nothing's happened and you know we've not done anything inappropriate (laughs) but 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 i'm drawn to this person i don't know what to do so if that's my client, the goal when we do uh, regression work, and of course I do what I might call spiritual mentoring that's counseling from but it's counseling, not just regression, is to look at what was the original purpose you know for Susan to be with Jim yeah. Susan, is there still something to work out there or did it did, did, was something in, in this case? given the work that I do, was there something past life that needed to be resolved and now it's been resolved and it's okay to move on? Or is it not yet resolved? Or what is who is that person at the office that I'm so drawn to? What's that about past life related? And am I to be with that person? Am I not to be with that person? And and I'll just finish my story, um, Dr. Brenda, by saying, My cardinal rule as the psychologist, as the therapist, is I don't think it's my place to play God. So, you know, quote, unquote, to play God. And so I say to the client, here's the information. Let's process it. But you decide. So I don't want people to think I'm saying, oh, yes, you must leave, you know, her or go be with him. It's
0: what do we know about this soul? And what does it explain? Yeah, and I would add from my perspective, I love what you're saying that as psychologists, we don't play God, but there is one other piece to this, which is I have to beat the little drum I beat every single time we have a show, which is none of us are born with the skills to create a healthy love relationship. That is a learned skill. And if you don't have the skill, your chances of creating a healthy relationship are 50-50. And those statistics have not moved in 55 years. You have a 50-50 chance. And that's why I created Modern Love Training. That's why I created our Mastermind and Training programs. So the latest state of the art, science-based information, body, emotions, mind, and yes, spirit are available so if you're questioning, yes, you want to talk to Dr. Linda Beckman and find out if there's some past life stuff going on, and then you roll up your sleeves and you ask, do I really have the skill set? Because it doesn't matter who you're with if you don't have the skill set. So I just had to say that. So Dr. Beckman, I... have you come across a case or a person where you could see that there was a past life? Um, story or something that was incomplete that had to be complete before their relationship would work out
1: oh yes I, I mean time and, and time and time again and I would have her to say I've had that in my own life with my with my own long-standing marriage that uh, nothing's perfect and and I, I I think probably the best answer would be to say it doesn't matter who you're with you have completion work to do and by by that I mean something or some things it's not usually one event some things went on in a past life that caused you to meet this person that you're with and you know and I'll just add this does not have to be romantic relationship can be a sibling can be a child can be a neighbor a grandparent can be anybody but if you come together with someone and there's some strong either draw to that person or strong, like, opposing forces, almost like, you know, magnetic, uh, the ends of a magnet pushing you away. It's, I would hazard to say, based on my years of guiding regression, 27 or so years of guiding soul regression, there's something past life that brings you together and that needs to be worked on. We're never in a perfect relationship, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you
0: teach that yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's never perfect, and it's always about our willingness to grow and learn as human beings, whether it's to learn at the soul level and the spiritual level, or to learn at the level of, I just need to know not to use the five C's, which will destroy a relationship, and switch to the five A's, which will build it in the strength it. <laughs> So for you, Dr. Beckman, if you were to give if you were to give kind of a soul reading about why we're going through the pandemic, why this tremendous uprising for racial justice. Why is all of that happening on the planet right now? I know you've given that some thought. As have I, has as have all of we why now? <laughs>
1: Two circumstances, COVID and uh, systemic racism, are, are similar and different all at the same time. Um, and I certainly it, it, it don't feel like I can say to someone, here's exactly, you know, how COVID was created. I've done a lot of reading, but that's not the point. But uh, so COVID-19, um, my understanding is it was certainly not created in the, in the higher realm by our guides and caused on Earth, so we would try to figure it out. Nonetheless, figuring it out is about are we going to do it, as I've said already today, are we going to do this together or are we going to battle with each other um, about how to do it? Systemic racism um, was created, in my opinion, by humans. and. It's created by fear. It's created by ignorance. It's created by lack of understanding. I mean, I can so remember my, my beloved Jewish grandfather saying, Oh, you know, I, he used a lot of Yiddish, and he would say, Oh, you know, those dark skinned people, those Schwarzes, are moving into my neighborhood. Oh, my goodness. And it's like, Why is that a problem? What, what you know, even as a young person?
0: So, huge. Yeah, especially created- when you look at the experience of global persecution toward people who are jewish you know there's still that projection yeah. of course uh, for sure and so
1: humans have created systemic racism but humans can solve it if we look i mean it, you know it's way overstated at this point but we are not all different but sadly, out of fear, out of bias, out of ignorance, out of just lack of out of
0: exploitation and economic gain. We have to add that in out of greed because so That's much true. of it in the U.S. was kept in place by greed. African people were brought here to be beasts of burden so that the Europeans who were here, could have economic gain and we can't get away from the greed factor because that's something in human beings also especially you know I forgive me for a minute I just have to go in my little riff I've been looking (laughs) at this so deeply for so long I've written five books about it we all have within us this this little place where we have to make choices at the very level that dr. Backman is speaking at the level of the soul. What is right? What is wrong? What is driving me? But often we can't make the right choice because we have so much anxiety, so much fear, fear of hunger, fear of imprisonment, fear of being killed. And all the first Europeans who came here were fleeing something, they were all hardwired with fear, anxiety. They were either prisoners and servants. They were fleeing the wars in Ireland, Scotland, and persecution in England, religious persecution. So with all these anxiety-ridden, fear-driven people showing up, they wreaked havoc. And they've continued to wreak havoc for people of color whether it was the Asian people who were brought here as workers on the West Coast, whether the indigenous people who were absolutely decimated and genocide was done, or whether it was the African people. So I think there's a deep, deep healing of that old fear and anxiety that also has to be addressed. So that's that's all I've got. That's all I've got. Well, I, I'm going to
1: drop in a piece. I don't know why, Dr. Brenda, but it pops in my mind, and it's a bit of an expansion of, w- of what we're talking about. Um, and it may test, uh, not test, but it you know, may be a confusing little bit of topic I'm about to bring up for readers, uh, 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 from excuse me, for listeners. But as I work with clients, what I've discovered over the years is that Some of us are souls that have incarnated over and over and over and over and over on earth. Some of us are souls that don't regularly incarnate on earth, but are extremely wise. And some of these souls come from the angelic realm. There are, and I'm simply stating what I've learned from clients, this You know, my eyes were opened widely through many, many clients. And then clients, repetitive clients, started sharing similar things. And I thought, this has to be real. I've had 10 clients in, you know, three months. So we have souls that come from the angelic realm and come to earth. Mm. Why
0: because we can use we a few more of them.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. And, 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 and what they bring, and this will fit beautifully into your orientation and your work and your program, is that they bring pure love and compassion. They, they mm-hmm. bring this depth, this depth of acceptance of all people that, I mean, I'm not an angelic realm soul, so I'm not speaking for myself. I'm, I'm an earth-based soul. But, um, I've learned so much. And yes, we do need more of these souls um, on the planet.
0: I love when they show up in my practice. Yeah. Wow. And so are those the people that are drawn to do this work of, of uplifting humanity? Because we do have a lot of light workers on the planet who are doing everything they can to uplift, although we don't hear as much about them as we hear about the souls that are coming from some other realm, I'm not sure which one, but you know who I <laughs> mean. Moving on. Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> yes, well, you know, again, what but i But they have a, a part to play
0: them. also. Those those people have a part to play also. I'm clear about that. They make oh, the rest oh, of them awaken and then roll apart, please. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. I so agree. I totally agree. And sometimes without them, I mean, we could talk about the dark versus the light, and I'm now I'm not calling, talking about skin color. I'm talking about energy. But um, what I've learned is that I've learned about soul evolution. Where is each client or each person? I teach training and things like that. But where are each of us in our soul's evolution? And there are younger souls. There are mid-range of soul learning, you might say, souls, and there are more highly evolved souls. My understanding is that Earth is a planet populated by mid-range, you might say, adolescent level of evolution souls. The the proportion of us that are more evolved, and we're no better than anyone else. We've just slog through a lot of lives, a lot of growth, a lot of tripping and falling and picking ourselves back up. So, you know, it, 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 we were all young souls, um, but but the bulk of the human population are not more experienced souls. And in many ways, it's a combination of that's by by intention to see if we can come together and come from a a higher perspective. Um, You know, I've had clients say, Earth is an experiment. Earth was created as an experiment to see if we could reach a place of unity. And we've tried that. You know, we can think of many pivotal times on the planet. The crucifixion is simply one pivotal moment but we didn't get it figured out at the time of the crucifixion or the time of the French revolution or, or, or we're in another one of those opportune times as we speak.
0: That's fantastic. That gives me a sense of hope. Thank you for saying that it's an opportunity and you get the last word here before we, uh, well, let me make this little announcement and then I'm going to give you the very last word because my question I want you to ponder for a moment is, In this moment, if we are evolving as souls, each one of us focus on what could each one of us do in our own consciousness that would make this planetary experiment, if you will, learning to live together in harmony, make it move forward. So before you answer, everybody mark your calendar for next Friday, July 3rd from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., Pacific time for the launch of our new training series featuring Dr. John Gray. And our focus is on whether your love is going to survive coming out of lockdown. And if you're single and looking for love, are you equipped to find love? So we're going to be looking at your love IQ and guess what? Next Friday is free. There's no money
1: involved.
0: There's nothing to stop you from jumping in and increasing your love IQ. And we all need to grow our love IQ. And what Dr. Beckman is saying just strengthens my argument about the love IQ because if we're all adolescents, we better roll up our sleeves and at least get to college level, everybody, in terms of love and our capacity to give and receive love. So go to Eventbrite. Get your free ticket. It's Friday, July 3rd from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And, yes, it's on Zoom, so you can join us from anywhere on the planet. Okay, Dr. Beckman, what could we or should we be doing that would help us to evolve our souls right now?
1: The first thought that comes to my mind, Dr. Brenda, is, sit down and think about, for each of us, sit down and think about what is an issue of fear in your life right now that holds you back? What predominant fear that you have? And please don't judge yourself, everybody. Please don't criticize yourself. We all have fear. Fear is a human emotion, not a soul emotion. What issue, are you, you know, triggers fear for you that feel like it's time to let it go and then dig deep and consider did it come from your current life? Did something happen to you? Did a parent talk to you about something that triggered that fear? Or do you have no human explanation for it? It's just there. And if you don't have human explanation for it, it's probably past life. In either case, believe that you can let it go. Allow yourself to move forward. So, focus on fear and be honest with yourself.
0: Now, how do how do we let go? What is the process for letting go? Well,
1: if if if, if someone decides that there's an issue that creates fear for them, that has little or no explanation in current life, then sometimes it does help. Oftentimes it does help to track the past life issue, give it credibility, and then let it go. Sometimes it's also current life. It's like, you know, a grandparent told you something, a parent told you something. Um, right. And, I understand and that
0: part. It. My question is a little different. It's what is the okay. process involved in letting go? How do you let go? I,
1: I think it's a, it's a belief. One, it's an intention. I don't think mm-hmm. there's any magic. In, in other words, okay. it's an intention. And mm-hmm. it's believing, you know, what, what occurs to me. And sometimes I just get downloaded in my head as I'm talking. Believe you're worthy of letting it go. Believe there's no purpose. It, it, it serves no purpose for you and that you have the capability of releasing it and it serves no purpose. You can do all kinds of rituals. You could write it on a piece of paper and go bury it outside in the soil. You can do it in a safe way and burn that piece of paper. But trust you're ready to release it and just basically through intention. Let it go. Great.
0: That's beautiful. Everybody, Dr. Linda Beckman, a wonderful, wise guide to your soul evolution. And that's why we are here. We are here to evolve as human beings. And you all know "hu" means light. Man means being. We are light beings and we're on a journey to evolve. So check yourself listening to Dr. Beckman, am I evolving? Am I kind of sitting there taking up space? And certainly when it comes to love, there's always room to evolve and grow. Thank you for your generosity and for sharing your wisdom with us, Dr. Beckman. So appreciate you. Now, how do people get in touch with you? Yes. Well, thank you. It's been my, been
1: my pleasure. Lovely to be with you. Um, People can find me.
0: My website
1: is Raven, like the bird, R-A-V-E-N, heart, like the heart in your chest, center, ravenheartcenter.com, and that's where people can find more information. I have uh, books. I have uh,
0: courses. Um, and the so Raven Ravenheart this- let me just repeat it, ravenheartcenter.com. Got that, everybody? ravenheartcenter.com. I know if you're writing, it takes a little a little bit of time to get yourselves organized. There you go. And we'll have it posted here also with Modern Love Radio if you can get in touch with Dr. Beckman and tap into her magnificent resources. I'm sorry we're out of time. Thank you to Cliff Dunning, our executive producer. All you modern lovers, thank you so very much for being on this journey of modern love evolution with me. I'm sending you blessings of light and love And I'll be with you Friday, July 3rd for the free training with Dr. John Gray, where we're going to up your love IQ. Take care.